Zion Young, he ends up committing to Missouri out of the transfer portal. What does this mean for the defense, the defensive end room, and what positions do we want to see filled the rest of this offseason? Then we get into the mailbag. We talk about Michigan State basketball recruiting with Bryson Tucker. What else can next year's lineup look like? And a lot more. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Spartans is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked on Spartans listeners, thank you guys so much for kicking off your day with us here at Locked on Spartans, your team in green and white five days a week. I'm your host, Matt Sheehan. You ever want to reach out? LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the best way to find us. Rate, review, subscribe, do all that fun stuff, and off we go into the show because... Hey, it's been a pretty good offseason for Michigan State football, all things considered. From the great hiring of Jonathan Smith to the recruiting down at the end of that early signing period. And then also the transfer portal. It's by and large been a series of offseason victories for Michigan State. But however, no one in the nation just gets away scot-free with a perfect offseason and... Michigan State football is one of those teams. We saw Jacoby Winman announce that he's not returning to Michigan State not too long ago, and now there is a second big defensive player, Zion Young. He commits to Mizzou. Now there was talk, there was a feeling in East Lansing that, hey, things are looking good for Zion Young to return. I mean, we actually talked about this not too long ago with Stephen Brooks of 24-7 Sports a few weeks ago about it, and he was feeling good. He wasn't the only one feeling good. Like, there's a lot of people that know things about what goes on inside uh, Michigan State football. They're feeling good. But then it got to the place where it's like, okay, well, hey, we're feeling good about his return. Why Why hasn't he made it official yet? Now a few days are turning into a few weeks, and okay, well, maybe it's just clear that... He just wanted to seek some other pastures out there, and he found it in Mizzou, which I, I was going to say funny enough. Maybe it's not funny enough, but I, I found this to be a surprise when I talked to a few people inside the recruiting industry. But Mizzou has one of the most, like, apparently well-organized NIL collectives that you could find in the whole country. Not not just amount of money being pumped in, but they are one of just the, the cleanest, most organized uh, groups out there. So maybe they had something to do with it. Maybe it didn't. But regardless, Zion Young, he is off to Mizzou. He tweets out on Monday. Now, Zion Young was a, I guess we'll call it an interesting career. I don't know. That's the word I'm going to use because he came here as a three-star and then very early on started to hear a lot of chatter like, oh man, th- no, this guy's the truth. He's he's a really, really underrated guy. He's going to contribute here. And he played a handful, more than a handful here at Michigan State, and he was set to be a starter next year, a player that we wanted out of the portal. All right? Like, I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, badgering him or anything. But he did have one and a half sacks last year. After playing, what was it, 10 or 11 games? I I think he only missed two games last year. I I don't know. From all the talk that you heard, from people like me too, maybe I was part of the problem too because I heard a lot of great things about Zion Young going into this year. I don't, it just left a lot to be desired. Again, this is a guy that was most likely going to start next year, but man, I just I do wonder how devastating of a blow this will be for Michigan State. Uh, best of luck to him. Hope he does well. Hope he uh, succeeds. It's no hard feelings, but... 
The, de the defensive end room now stands. Uh, Chris Bogle, of course, he announced his return not too long ago. Avery Dunn, another very experienced guy. Another experienced college player, not at Michigan State, but Quindarius Dunnigan, the Middle Tennessee State defensive end. But this could also be maybe, I will call it a blessing if you want to look at it, you know, glass half full here. A blessing for the younger guys in the defensive end room. Who was the real star-studded core of the 2023 class? Guys like By Job, Andrew DePape, Jalen Thompson. And Jalen Thompson, we saw at the end of last year, have some really good moments against some pretty good teams too. I mean, the Ohio State game, namely, had a few flashes in there. So, yes, Zion Young, I, it's it's tough to miss him. Promising talent, especially if you believe in that sophomore to junior jump as a college football player. But, hey... You know what? Against all odds, by Job and Andrew DePaper still hanging around, which is something I didn't see. I thought they were for sure going to be out the door just from a pure speculation standpoint. If the head coach leaves and there's a lot of turmoil, you would think the former top 150 recruits would be poached. But no, they're, they're sticking around and well, there's going to be no shortage of opportunity on this defense. Now, where else do we want to see Jonathan Smith go in the transfer portal? I, or just, we'll call it the offseason window, too, because there's the other signing period coming up, of course. Um, defensive end is definitely one that I wouldn't mind seeing another guy fill a slot with. But let's just go through the position groups on defense. Uh, safety. I feel like you could use another transfer portal safety. Right now you have Jaden Mango, of course. You have Malik Spencer. And even Armarion Smith last year even had some good moments. He really had some good hits last year. But still, I, I mean, we'll just rope the cornerbacks into this too because Chance Rucker, Chuck Brantley, Dylan Tatum, of course, we think that Chance Rucker, Dylan Tatum would be the starters at cornerback. Mark Hugh Lowry, you have Caleb Coley as well. I, I mean, that's a solid list of dudes, but it's still a little thin on the depth and thin on guys that, you know, could just be surefire plug and play. All right, the, the, the steepness from the one to the twos isn't going to be that drastic. So I would like to see another defensive back, whether it is a safety or a cornerback added. I can imagine they're still going to try to add a cornerback. They just tried that with Tony Grimes, who ended up uh, going to UNLV because of admissions issues. So I think that's something that the coaching staff is still going to hammer away on. The nickel position, right now you have Angelo Gross, pretty much. Uh, maybe Darius Snow, if you feel like he can be of, you know, a player that is over his injuries from what would be two years ago, and also outside of that linebacker position that he played uh, previously here at Michigan State. I wouldn't mind another nickel, even if it's just another depth guy, but defensive tackle, you're feeling good about it with Derek Harmon, Simeon Barrow, Maverick Hansen, and Daquan Douse. So for the offensive side of the ball, just going position by position, I, it seems like every room is almost full. Now, let's not kid ourselves. You're always going to go with the next best available. Like, if there's a stud running back that comes out of nowhere. Okay, yeah, your running back room is tremendously full with seven scholarship players. But, hey, I, if there's a guy that could be a game changer for your team, I think Jonathan Smith would jump at that. But as far as position of need goes, we just said running back. I, I don't necessarily think that you need an eighth guy in that running back room. The quarterback seems to be... As good as you could possibly get it with a guy like Aiden Childs, who the whole nation knows is going to be the starter. Like, this isn't that you're fishing for a guy in the transfer portal and, hey, coming in for this quarterback battle. No one's stupid enough to fall for that one. Tommy Schuster from North Dakota is as good as you can get of a backup quarterback. And then you have true, two true freshmen. The offensive line room and the receiver room are two 
that you could always use more of. The wide receiver room, fine. Like, it's solid. Uh, Sheffield out of Purdue, solid pickup. But they were going after uh, Silas from Oregon State. Or, hey, old friend, Jeremy Bernard just entered the portal again. Now, do I think that he comes back to Michigan State? No, I, I, I don't. But I also don't know if he follows Kalen DeBoer and offensive coordinator Ryan Grubb to Alabama. I We think very highly of Jeremy Bernard. I do wonder if he is going to be considered Alabama good, but it is Kalen DeBoer's guy. But if he is looking to not you know, go all the way to Tuscaloosa, he does have established rapport with uh, Courtney Hawkins over here at Michigan State. Maybe there's a connection there. But... You guys have already known this offseason, if you listen to this show, there could be 25 offensive linemen in the room, and I would still want more. Yes, we are holding on Luke Newman, the Holy Cross offensive tackle, the FCS All-American. He's visiting in the near future is still what I've been hearing. So that's another guy that you can maybe keep an eye on, but man, uh, you can never, ever, 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 ever use enough offensive linemen. So as far as the offense goes, like to see another receiver, another offensive lineman, because running back, quarterback, and I'm sorry I forgot to mention the tight end room, I don't think there's a need at any of those positions. So defensive backfield, nickel, offensive line, wide receiver. That that that's that's in no order the priority that I would like to see from Jonathan Smith here moving forward. We're gonna crack open the mailbag, talk a little Michigan State basketball recruiting here in a hot segment. First, need to talk your ears off about Jace Medical. Now, I know that we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade, and that is no fun. I cannot imagine a more helpless feeling than, hey, any of my kids or my wife or any of my good friends getting sick while a supply chain issue is keeping them from life-saving medication that they need. Well, thankfully, we will be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, and many more. This stuff could happen to any of us, so stay prepared. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacist at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than it is today. So go to jacemedical.com. That is J-A-S-E medical.com. And use offer code LOCKDOWN to get $20 off your order at jacemedical.com. All right, let's head into the mailbag here. Sheehan underscore sports on Twitter or LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com if you ever want to reach out. And the police chief of Flavortown is going to bat first here. He's going to set the tone. He says, Matt. Was this the best week in Michigan sports history? Lions playoff win. Steven Izzo scores a bucket. The wings are heating up. Don't think anything else notable happened in the state, though. And police chief, I, I know, I, I get it. Like, th- that last line, nothing else happened. That's clearly sarcastic. And I know that finding a fan of this team on this podcast is far and few between. I mean, it's not a team that we find desire in watching. It's been a lot of the same thing throughout this entire season. We turn on the TV hoping for a different result, but no, unfortunately, it was the same thing over and over again. But we do have to acknowledge what that other team, that police chief of Flavortown is talking about. 
And of course, that is the Detroit Pistons making a big trade for Danilo Gar Gar Gallinari and Mike Mascala. Like, we're, we're not going to just let that go to the wayside. So, yes, I know that you're trying to be funny with uh, don't think anything else notable happened in the state. We all know you're talking about the Pistons trade that they made. Because why, why wouldn't you be active at the trade deadline when you have four wins? Uh, anyway, uh, so we're going to get into the recruiting uh, for a little bit here because goalied 31. Writes a question that's been on a lot of people's minds, like not just this week or month or even year, but last few years. Any news with Bryson Tucker? It's been quiet for a while. Bryson Tucker, I'll, I'll give you the, the quick rundown on him. Six foot six wing player, five star on almost every single site. Twenty four seven Sports, I think, has him as a four star now. But regardless, top thirty wing player. Really solid, really physical, already has the college frame. I, there's a reason he's a five-star kid. What makes this all mystifying, though, is that for a five-star, this is as mysterious of recruitment as I can remember and even uh, experts in the recruiting industry can remember. But, hey, I, he didn't sign yet for any team. He would be on Michigan State next year should he commit to the Spartans. Like This is a 2024 class prospect we're looking at. And he actually just... Or, or not he, but th there is an update very recently in the last 24 hours from Zag's blog. All right, they've been tied in with college basketball. God, as long as the internet has been around for. So a pretty reputable source, Zag's blog, writes the following. Tucker, who said he'll commit around the end of his high school season, broke down his three options. It's Kansas, it's the G League, and then, of course, your Michigan State Spartans. For Kansas, he said, and I quote, it was nice just seeing all the facilities and how they play, how I fit in their system. They've just been telling me to watch their game and how I fit into their system. I just got to keep going, keep getting better, and then be ready to play at that type of stage. Now, when he talked about Michigan State, he said, quote, it's the same thing, actually. They like their wing players, so they just see how my game can fit into their system. Now, when it comes to the G League Ignite, because that's kind of where I think he's going to be heading kind of the pro route. But he says, quote, you're a pro that early. You're getting all the things that you need for the next level at an early age and just to keep going. So at the end of his high school season, it's going to be around February, around March, but it's still kind of on the table and you'd rather be one of his three options, one of only two college options than you wouldn't. But yeah, this, this whole thing has just been, uh, I guess, bizarre, for lack of a better term, just because of how little is actually known about this kid and how he's handling his recruitment. But that is nice work by Zags Block to get, all right, end of his high school season. These are the three options as things stand right now. Now we're going to keep it to the basketball court. We're going to keep it to next year because Bradley writes in, Looking ahead to next year with all the departures, what can we expect from the basketball team? There are there are going to be a handful of departures here. Now, we're going to talk about what are probably for sure departures. And when I say probably for sure, A.J. Hogarth, I know he can come back, but I, I'm going to guess no for next year. I, maybe that's a hot take, but I don't expect him to come back for another year. Tyson Walker, Malik Hall, those are your three guys that are out next year. Now, maybe maybe leaving, maybe coming back. Monty Sissoko could come back. And Jaden Akins, of course, can come back. But Jaden Akins, he flirted with going to the pros last year. Monty Sissoko, he's already been here for how many years? So who knows if uh, Monty will want to do another year of this college basketball thing or if Jaden Akins just wants to take that leap to pro ball. So that's why they're maybes right now. So here is your likely 
roster. At the one, at point guard, uh, Trey Holloman, Jeremy Fears. And of course, this is all subject to change. That's why I said likely roster. In the day and age of the transfer portal, you never know. So right now, as things stand, at the one, Trey Holloman, Jeremy Fears. At the two, uh, two true freshmen, Kurtang and Jace Richardson. At the three, Gehrig Norman. At the four, Cohen Carr, Xavier Booker, Jesse McCulloch. And then at the five, Carson Cooper and Jackson Kohler. Now, if you add in the maybes of Jaden Akins and Mati Sissoko and the guy we just talked about, Bryson Tucker, that takes you up to 13 scholarship players. Now, without those three guys, if we could all do the math here, that's just 10 guys I named for the 2024-25 season. I know that Tom Izzo has had some, like, kind of, like, spotty apprehension for the transfer portal. Obviously, he got a Joey Hauser, he got a Tyson Walker, but then he'll still say that, no, he doesn't really want to use a transfer portal, but he'll have no choice uh, next year. He will have to use the transfer portal. And, of course, after everything I just named, I would not mind to see another wing player because the three that I named right now, Kurtang, feeling really good about him, top 40 player, really good shooter at the high school level. Jace Richardson, combo guard, another guy that we're feeling really good about, another top 40 kid, depending on what site you look at. And then Garrick Norman, a guy that has taken a redshirt this year. I would like someone with experience. I call me old-fashioned. Having someone with experience on the wing, and by the way, never a shortage of wing players in the transfer portal from around the country. I know at one position, the next position we'll talk about can be a little dicey, but the wing, no. I, I would expect Michigan State to be aggressive to get a wing player in the portal. Now, of course, I, you know my gripe with this team. It's probably your gripe with this very team that we have right now, but it's what are you getting out of the center position? By God, for just once ever, we need to get a center out of the portal because this is something that is uh, <laughs> a tough look down the road. Not only has the center position not been fun this year, and sure, the rebounds are fun. Mati Soko, he's good on the boards. I'm talking like offensive, offensively capable center. It's not fun this year, and also look in the future. Like There's no centers coming in next year. I mean, Jesse McCullough, he's on the taller end, but he's more of a stretch four. He's not a true center. Yes, Xavier Booker, he's six foot ten. I, so far in his career, he certainly isn't being mistaken for a center, though. So, yeah, uh, I would like to see one of those, but they don't have any down the pike. So it's going to have to happen in the transfer portal. But quite the opposite of what we just talked about with wing players. There really is a shortage of centers every single year, year in and year out. If you broke it out by what position is most available and least available, that center position is probably in last place. So, and that's not to say that you can never find anyone. Like Nebraska, they found Rink Mast, okay? They found him out of uh, the New England area. And, well, it's working for Nebraska. So, of course, it can happen, but it's just harder to find a center than it is to find a wing. But, my God. You just have to find a center because I, I look, I, I, I like these kids. I like how hard they work. Carson Cooper, okay, Jackson Kohler, but this cannot be, this cannot be who we go in the season with. And I'm not bagging on Carson Cooper. It's not his fault or Jackson Kohler's fault that he broke his foot. He's already set behind for his sophomore year. It's the coaching staff's fault that they're kind of relying on a former zero-star recruit in Carson Cooper and a guy who is only going to play half of a sophomore season to ride into next year with, and I just I just don't see a world where that um, 
leaves a smile on Michigan State fans' faces. All right, we will be back here in a hot second. I just need to talk your ears off about Fan Duel Sportsbook. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still plenty of time to get in on the action with Fan Duel America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Don't even stress the spread this week. Don't even worry about if your bet is going to win or lose because if you're a new customer, you place that $5 bet, that is $150 in bonus bets. The app is super easy to use and there's so many different ways to bet like live same game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tabs. Go ahead and make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays and so much more going on at FanDuel. So what are you waiting for out there? Go visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. It's FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And let's keep swimming in this mailbag here because next up, MSU meme coordinator writes in, what is the hockey team's ceiling this year? Now we're going to try to do a little more hockey talk here as the season gets more and more serious because uh, <laughs> the ceiling... In words of the famous Michael Jordan, uh, the ceiling is the roof. Uh, it, it is. It, look, things are looking good for our icy Spartans here. Uh, the latest pairwise rankings have them as number three. Now, the pairwise is important because that is the selection committee. If you are a top 16 team, you are one of the 16 teams in the tournament. There are some stipulations where things get moved around, but for the most part, that's the rankings that they go off. And right now... With that number three ranking in pairwise, if the season stopped right now, your Michigan State Spartans have a one seed in one of the regions. Like, oh my God. So, yeah, how can you not be thinking of national title? Now, I know that the difference between MSU at number three and the two teams above them, Boston College and Boston University, there's still like another echelon of talent at those two schools, but still, hey. What did you see last year? Minnesota was fielding an NHL team on the ice, and yet they got tied up in the national championship game against Quinnipiac. I, anything, of course, just like in any sport that you see, can happen. So, yes, if you're a one seed, that's already a good start. Things go your way, a puck bounces your way. Of, of course, like it, it's, it's, it, is, it is officially time, I think. We are officially far enough in the season where we can start at least dreaming of Natty and not like being sarcastic or doing a bit. Now, it is going to be an interesting stretch of the schedule here because this is a big, big series against Michigan coming up this weekend. Friday at home, Saturday over in Ann Arbor, and good luck finding a ticket because they are already sold out. The weekend after, I believe, is Notre Dame, but hey, right now... Things are looking good in the Big Ten, which is the first time in forever Michigan State can say that. Quite or yeah, quite literally forever, I think. They're first place in the Big Ten right now. They are just one point ahead of Wisconsin. But Notre Dame is third with like 18 points. Michigan State sitting at 31 points. And Notre Dame has already played two more games than Michigan State. So that's just me drawing an example of how far ahead Wisconsin and Michigan State are of the rest of the conference. Michigan State, the last time they won a Big Ten title, last time they won the Big Ten tournament in hockey, was 2000 never. They've never done it. So this is a special season that Adam Nightingale has going on over at Munn Arena night in and night out. So yes, what's the ceiling? Look, I'm not as much of an expert as uh, Jeremy Dewar is of Spartans Illustrated. Like that That's your top MSU hockey guy, but I, how could you not? how could you not dream Natty right now? Or at the very least... 
something special in Big Ten play, which is something that they've never done. Now we're going to kind of blend Lions with Michigan State here for the next few questions here. This is from an unnamed emailer saying, Matt, I'm having a problem rooting on Aiden Hutchinson for the Detroit Lions. Do you share the same problem as me? Honestly, and I, I hook hook me up to the polygraph test. I, I'm not I'm not lying. I do not have a problem with, with rooting for Aiden Hutchinson with the Detroit Lions. Um, and I know it's gonna maybe rub a few state fans the wrong way, but let me explain. The reason that I don't have an issue rooting for Aiden Hutchinson, or if he gets a sack or a big play, and they cut to a fan in the stands wearing a Michigan jersey, and not look when he was when he was there at Michigan playing against Michigan State, he didn't hurt us. So that that's why I truly have like no issues rooting for him. It's like, all right, you had a good career at Michigan, you did great, good accolades, Big Ten championships, whatever. But when it came down to Spartans versus Wolverines, Spartans came out on top, and like that's that's kind of all I care about. Now, if this was like Chase Winovich or uh, the guy that had the tantrum, uh, Devin uh, Bush, Devin Bush, like if they were on the Lions tearing it up, which I th- I'm sure both of those guys are having great NFL careers still, uh, if they were tearing up for the Lions. Maybe I'd maybe I'd have a little bit of an issue, um, but no, I look. Aiden was was harmless against Michigan State, so no, I I don't care. And also, this is fun too. I was at uh, a watch party on Sunday, and after like three plays went by where Aiden didn't get to the quarterback, started giving the Michigan fans in the room some guff. I was like, hey, what's going on with Aiden? Is he on the IR or something? So it, it's it's kind of like a win-win to be a Michigan State and Lions fan when it comes to Aiden Hutchinson because if he's doing good, who? Great, who cares? He's doing good for the Lions, but if he's doing bad, oh yeah, geez, where did this bum come from? So yeah, no, it's uh luckily a lot more good moments than bum moments from him so far this season. But let's parlay that into this next question. This will be our last question of the mailbag. This is from Maddie. This is a great question. Love this one. Thought about this one all day too after I read it. Uh if the cost of the Lions winning the playoff game last night was Michigan winning the Natty. Given the chance to go back, do you make that trade again? So would I do this whole week all over? Now, I will state my phantom hierarchy here because this is important for like the rest of this question. Just, just so you know where I stand and where I view the Lions and how high up I view the Lions. Okay, My, my first team, like, for, like by far first team, is Michigan State. Football and basketball. They're both tied. I can't pick between the two. Second place, the Detroit, the Detroit Tigers. A close third place, the Detroit Lions. A sizable gap between three and four is the Detroit Red Wings at four. And then a gap so big, you can see it from the International Space Station, is the Detroit Pistons at five. So I really do like my Lions. They are on my Mount Rushmore of favorite teams. No question about it. I, Sunday, I was almost emotionally moved but I couldn't even get a tear up because I was just in shock of what I was seeing on the television of, oh my God, they're needing the ball out to win a playoff game. This is great. That was euphoric. That was one of the happier moments that we have had as Detroit sports fans. Not just Lions fans, but Detroit sports fans. Now, would I give that all away? Would I give that all away if it meant that Michigan would lose that national title game against Washington? Now, you'd have to be... I mean, a scumbag to take that happiness away from Detroit. All, all of Michigan who is Lions fans. You, like, people have waited 30-plus years. People were thinking of their friends, their relatives that did not be able to see this playoff win because, well, some of them are just no longer with... There is history 
here that many people were not around for. This is joy. When people are crying at the end of the games, it's for a myriad of reasons. You would have to be a scumbag to take that away, not just from yourself if you're a Lions fan, but from everyone else as well. Well, ladies and gentlemen, got, got some good news for you. I'm a scumbag because I would take that trade. I would take a Washington Husky win on Monday if it meant that the Lions got defeated by Matt Stafford's Rams. And ooh, that'd be sick. That would suck. And man, I cannot describe how happy I was after that Lions game. I woke up like Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka on this Monday, ready to go. My head is still in the clouds. But what did I just say? I'm a Michigan State fan, number one, and that means that, hey, as much as I get joy out of Michigan State winning, I get that much joy out of those people down the road suffering in misery, but unfortunately, um, that's not going to happen. Now, I will say this. Uh, even though I would trade the playoff win because, I, look, I, we I've done 31 years in this life without a playoff win. I could do a few years more if it meant no national title for Michigan. I will say, though, like, Michigan winning the national championship, like, it hasn't been that bad. Maybe that's because I'm not talking to enough people or whatever, but I don't know. It, like, what, what, what was going to happen if they won the national title? Oh, they're going to get arrogant. They're going to get loud. They're going to get brash. They're going to be in everyone's face. Oh, they're going to think they're better than everyone else. Okay, so more the same of what they've been doing this whole time? Like, I don't, maybe that's why it hasn't really phased me whatsoever. It's it's kind of been easy to move through the week ever since they won, personally, just because nothing's changed except that they, they don't sound delusional. Like, they actually have something of merit to talk about that they did. And um, But, yeah, with that said, no, I'd still take that away um, because, yeah, I'm a scumbag. That's <laughs> What can you say? All right, gang, we are going to be back tomorrow. We're going to be hitting a lot of Michigan State basketball because we have near, dear, personal friend Dave Klein of Spartans Illustrated. He will join the show. We're going to talk all things Michigan State. If you had a mailbag question that had to do with basketball that we did not get to, May or may not be saving that for our Dave Klein chat amongst many other topics. But until then, gang, enjoy the rest of your day. Love you all. Go Green.